Hey friend, welcome to the Love Your Bible Podcast. Hey, I hope you're having a great Thursday. Hey, want to um, jump into Luke chapter 10. And the reason I do is because uh, in Luke chapter 10, Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And man, that text really hit me uh, just this week. So I don't know if you know this or not, but I mean, you probably do, because everywhere you go, there are combines everywhere. It is harvest season. Like, even if you're not a farmer, you've probably got behind a big old combine. You're like, are you serious? Like, you're taking up the entire road. Yes, that's what combines do. They take up the entire road. And uh, you've been able to see there are combines in the field. There are semi-trucks. There are tractors with grain wagons. And it is a busy, busy harvest season. And so you've probably just noticed it is harvest time. And uh, you probably, you have saw it coming, right? Because you've seen uh, the corn once was really small and then it kept growing. And then it went from uh, green to like brown. It looks like it's almost dead. And that means that, that it's ripe. It, it's ready. And so here in, if you live in Western Kentucky, now you might be listening from somewhere else, but if you live in Western Kentucky, you know that it is harvest time and everything is wide open. Now I want to tell you about my harvest experience because I'm from a farming family. So you, you probably know that if you know a little bit about me. So my great granddad, Garnet, uh, got into farming. And then really my granddad, Bobby Cunningham, um, well, for all of my life, I only knew him and my grandmother, June, as farmers. I mean, that that's what they were. That's what they did. Um, so I grew up farming, being around the farm. I mean, I can remember being as a kid, just going and riding in the combine with my grandparents and riding in a semi with my granddad. I mean, it was just, it was part of my upbringing. I spent so many times in fields, in and out of trucks. That was just life. So grew up on a family farm. We had cows and row crop, and my dad's a pastor, but he would also help my granddad farm. So we were just all around it. And back in the day, you had, you know, my grandma was helping, my granddad, my dad, and then you had my mom, and then I would help out some when I got old enough, and my sister would pitch in, and it was kind of like a family affair, like a lot of things, uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of people helping out. Well. I mean, just, just the reality of, of life. So my both of my grandparents have passed away. Um, we do less ground now, but we still have some ground to put out. We still have some ground to harvest. And man, this, this harvesting season, it's like me and my dad. And so I'm the truck driver. He's the combiner. And uh, we've had some different people that have trucked for us, that have drove semis for us. And for whatever reason, they haven't been able to. They can't do it this year. So it's like me and my dad. And uh, there's a lot of things that need doing on the farm. Like ideally, you need someone in the combine. 
you need somebody in the just the farm truck like just just moving stuff and helping you need somebody on the tractor running the grain cart and then you need at least two semi drivers and ideally like somebody back at the farm that can unload the semis when they come in so you really need like several people but it's just me and it's just my dad and of course we have some people that that will like come in and help for a minute but but more than less it's just us two and I was driving uh, just the semi the other day, and I'm looking at this just beautiful field of corn that is ripe. It's ready. And, man, the harvest this year, like, it's plentiful. Like, there's a lot out there. There's a lot to go get. But, man, the laborers are few. Like, it's just me, and it's just my dad, and maybe a few people that will come and pitch in from time to time. So. I just, man, as I looked at that and thought about that, just the reality hit me in a spiritual sense. The same reality is true. Man, there is a harvest at hand. Like there are so many people on planet Earth that are like that cornfield. They are ripe. They are ready. They just need to hear the good news of Jesus. They need to hear about the cross and the resurrection that can save them if they put their faith and trust in Christ. It's as if, man, the harvest is there. There's plenty work to be done. I mean, I just got back from Chicago a couple weeks ago and just the lostness, the amount of people in that city. Um, Me and my wife are getting on a plane tomorrow to go to Nicaragua, and we're going to try to uh, just encourage Nick and Bethany as they are on the front lines there, sharing the gospel, trying to plant churches. And we're going to be in Managua, and it's going to be a million people, and we're going to see so much loss and so much brokenness. And it's just a reminder of, man, the harvest, it is plentiful. Like you can just walk around today and go about your life, like go to work, um, go to the coffee shop, go about whatever you do, pick up the kids, um, go to school, whatever your space is, just look around and you will see there are people there who, and they're not walking with Jesus and they need a relationship with Christ. Man, the harvest, there are so many people who need the gospel And as Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. It's like, it's like just me and my dad, like there's not enough people involved in the process to really make a dent in the harvest. So I want us to think about a few things about the harvest being plentiful and there being a need for more laborers. And so I want to read a little bit more of the context of this verse, and then let's just think about how it might apply to us today. So verse one of chapter 10, after the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. So here Jesus, he's appointed um, people to go and bear his message. There's 72 of them at this point. He's sending them out. He's putting them two by two. So they're kind of have like a partner in this. And they're to go in every town and proclaim the good news. 
And in their marching orders, he says, hey, good news. The harvest is plentiful. That's that's the positive. Hey, good news, people on planet Earth. There are a lot of people who need to know about Jesus. That is good news. It is ripe and ready. Now the bad news. The laborers are few. There's not enough people who are willing to go and tell so that all the people who need to hear will actually hear. So that's the the good news. The harvest is plentiful. The bad news, there's not enough laborers to get the job done. And so what do we do? What's the solution? Well, Jesus says, therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So what we want to do today Step one is to pray to the Lord that the Lord would send more people to passionately proclaim his gospel, that more people would understand they are people, if they're redeemed, who have been given a great commission to go and proclaim the gospel. And so waking more people up to the reality that everyone bears the responsibility to proclaim the name of Christ to the people they're around. So we're going today to pray to God to stir in the hearts of his people so that they would get to work, so that they would be part of the harvest, so that they would want to engage and share in the gospel. So step one, if you care at all about the harvest, and I know that you do because you're listening to a podcast about loving the Bible, so you you love Jesus, you, you want the harvest to come true, so step one, pray. Like, I think all of us can do that. Pray that the Lord would stir in his people a desire and hunger to proclaim the gospel, that more laborers would enter into God's work because the harvest is here. Like, Christ came He rose again. He died for our sins. He's coming back. It is harvest time. It's not planting. It's not tilling. It's not sowing. It is harvest time. It's time to reap the benefits of his death, burial, and resurrection. And so what we want to do is we want to pray earnestly for others, but then I think also we want to pray for ourselves. We want to make sure that we are people who are willing to be part of the harvest and so um, one of the prayers that uh, w- that we learned at a conference, I think I've shared on this podcast, it's just to pray Bob. Like Bob's a really good prayer every single day, um, every moment that you're in. And so Bob, it just means, hey, we're going to pray for a burden, an opportunity, and boldness. So burden, like every day, if you will pray, God, break my heart for the loss. God, give me a burden to share the good news of Jesus with other people around me. So that's you're praying for God to give you a burden. And then secondly, you're saying, God, give me an opportunity to share your gospel today. Like put someone in my path that it's just clear I'm supposed to share with this person. Um, So I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm going to be on a plane. And so I'm thinking, okay, God, give me a burden and I'm going to maybe sit beside somebody that I don't normally sit by. I'm going to run into people in the airport. Like, Give me an opportunity in some way, in some form to share, maybe through where I'm going, what I'm doing, an opportunity to share with somebody the good news of Jesus. And then lastly, after you pray for um, opportunity for your burden, then you're going to pray for boldness. Like when the opportunity comes, you lean into it. And that's the hardest part, right? Like the opportunity comes, you're like, I could say this or I could just not. 
trust me, I, I, I get there all the time. Like it's right there and I'm like, uh, I'll just wait. And we want to pray for boldness that when the opportunity comes, we want to lean into it. We want to say yes to it. We want to share um, the good news or some of the good news. Um, I was listening to a podcast where J.D. Greer said that um, on average, it takes somebody 12 times of hearing the gospel to come to Christ. So you never know where you are on that. So just share. And maybe you're the first time, the sixth time, the eighth time. Maybe you're the 12th time, and they're going to come to faith when they hear your proclamation because there's a lot of seeds that were sown before you. Or maybe you're just going to be one in line. And some point, somehow, some way, that person's going to respond to the gospel because you did your part. So we're going to um, notice the harvest, I think, is number one. Like, notice people around you need to hear Jesus. Notice that there's not a whole lot of people telling a lot of people about Jesus. So notice, um, man, the harvest, notice the shortage of laborers, and then you do something about it. Pray for other people. Pray that God would stir in his church uh, to get more laborers into the, to, to the work. But then also pray for yourself. Pray for you, that you would be a laborer, that you would answer your own prayer, and that you would go and share with somebody um, who needs to hear the good news of Jesus. And that's a really easy way to pray, Bob, right? Burden, opportunity, boldness. And then notice says, go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. And I think just that beautiful picture of, hey, you're being sent out into a land of wolves. Like, it's not going to be easy. It's not always going to go good. Not everybody's going to love you for this. Some people are might going to bite back and growl a little bit. But hey, you're lambs. You're, you're the innocent ones. You are the, you, you are the ones who are pure and precious. And you're going out in hostile territory. But notice, God is the one sending us out. And he is the one who also promised to be there every step of the way. And so I just want to encourage you um, as you're driving around today, just look up. I mean, there's going to be a combine and a semi and a tractor somewhere nearby. And I want it to remind you of the harvest and let it remind you that God is redeeming people all around you. And when you remember there's a harvest, then also remember there's a deficiency of workers. So pray for more workers like Jesus tells us to, but then also pray for yourself that you would be one who gets to work, that you join this beautiful harvest. And uh, hey, let's see what God's going to do because God's in the saving business. That's what he does. Let's be his mouthpiece. Let's tell people the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, hey, I hope, Lord willing, that uh, me and Katie are going to get to sit down with Nick and Bethany this weekend in Nicaragua. We're going to ask them a ton of questions about what is the first year and a half in Nicaragua been like, the language learning. Um, we're going to talk through church planning strategies and various things. Uh, so I'm really excited to sit down and interview them. And hopefully, Lord willing, we'll capture it all and we'll get to put it on uh, the podcast for next week. So be looking forward to that. Um, I haven't done it yet, so it might not work, but hopefully, Lord willing, 
It's going to be awesome, and we'll get to share a little bit about what they're doing in their life. Hey, if this has been helpful to you, maybe share it with a friend. Tell someone about the podcast. Um, I'm trying to commit every single Thursday to bring you a message from God's Word because I really believe that we should be men and women who love our Bibles because when you love your Bible, you will love God, serve people, and live a life that matters.